Hello, New Jersey Devils fans and Washington Capitals fans. Hi. It is Julia Kender from Locked on Devils. And I am Nikki Giordano, host of Locked on Caps. We decided to do a little bit of a collab today since we're both flying solo during this break. Um, So we hope that you enjoy this. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Metro Division as a whole, about our teams as a whole, and yeah. So I guess we'll start with the standings at the time of the suspension for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so right now, um, if the playoffs were to start, the Capitals are on top of the Metro. Um, So that's really exciting for Caps fans. I know like we're all kind of pushing for – that for playoffs just to kind of start right away because it was such a battle for that number one spot in the Metro. Um, but there's also a part of me that's like, it doesn't feel as good if it's not earned. Um, and, you know, I think that last month of play is just so crucial. So I think the standings as they are right now would look a lot different if the season was played out. Um, but that's just kind of how I'm feeling on my side. I know obviously, you know, you want your team to be, number one um in your division but it's also like it's bittersweet you know like I want it to be earned the right way um so on the capital side of things that's kind of how I'm feeling (laughs) that's funny because the caps are number one the devils are last place in the eastern conference so (laughs) so very different totally different yeah totally different like look on things it's like way way different like you guys are like yeah like the playoffs we probably would have gotten there anyway like it's just a battle yeah. for first for us we're like yeah. we probably wouldn't have got there yeah. <laughs> and we know it <laughs> it's quite interesting when you look at it that way because you know for capital fans if the nhl season comes back in any way if it starts um if miraculously it comes back in a month and it does the rest of the regular season, then playoffs, we get to play. If it goes right to playoffs, we get to play. But um, from your standpoint, from, you know, Devils fans, that's not the case. So how are you feeling um, knowing there is a greater possibility that, you know, Devils hockey might not be back this season? It sucks, honestly. Um it's just sad. It's sad because they were finally starting to find their groove. Like this team was playing as a team. Like they were playing really well. They had a few call-ups that were meshing well with the team. And it just kind of sucks that that's the point when this all happened. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. Like it sucks all around. I think like, this is going to make the dynamic of the playoffs so different. And one thing that I really like about hockey and about the NHL playoffs is that, like, there's always that team that sneaks in or that team that gets really hot. I mean, look at the Blues last year. Obviously, they got hot way earlier than March. But, you know, it's just you see those underdogs and they sneak into a playoff spot and go further than expected. And I, we're not going to get And I think that's really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, that last month of hockey is so crucial. 100%. I mean, it's like the most exciting and important time of the regular season. Like games at the end of, towards the end of the suspension, like before the suspension happened, we're starting to feel like playoff hockey games. Yeah, like 
they were getting excited and like I mean in the metro watching that battle that top the flyers the penguins it was like really really exciting I felt it was like so fun it, ha- and it hasn't been that way in years like usually the flyers haven't been of that caliber of the penguins and the cats um and so to see the flyers like really battling head to head with those two teams was really exciting um and i think that the Flyers obviously would have played either the Caps or the Penguins. So as far as the playoff picture looks, uh, not too different, but I wanted another month of that battling it out. Um, I just wanted to see what would happen. I wanted to see the intensity and also that leads to better playoff series because those three teams would start to hate each other even more, Um, you know, just battling for that number one spot or that number two spot. So it's just, it's a bummer. Obviously, there aren't much bigger things to be upset about in the world, and I get that. Um, but it's just, from a hockey standpoint, it's super disappointing. Yeah, for sure. And it's also, if you take a look at the yeah. Rangers, we're starting to get really good out of nowhere. And yeah. they were giving the Islanders a run for their money. Yeah, the Islanders got very cold. Yeah. So everything was kind of just getting to its peak when this happened it's so it's crazy i feel like it's nothing obviously we could have expected or it i just it still feels surreal talking about it (laughs) oh i completely agree i went off on a tangent in yesterday's episode for locked on devils (laughs) and i was like guys this is ridiculous and i was like wait no i can't be talking about this and i was like but it kind (laughs) of i like i was just going off it's very it's strange, and I think, you know, as women who work in sports, obviously we're used to weird things, but, like, this is just something that you can't prepare for, and you don't know how to do it, and it's a little bit discouraging. I know, like, um, you know, with you running the Pucker Up Philadelphia chapter and myself running Pucker Up as a whole, it's really hard to, like, want to hold people accountable to writing things, but also being, like, I'm not going to push anyone to do anything because we're in these times where – we've never seen this before and everyone deals with things differently. I know when I go through stress or anxiety, I kind of shut down. Um, so, you know, I think I've seen a lot of um, media sites and, you know, locked on has been really kind of understanding too, but it's been great to see like that people in sports media have, I think been very kind to their writers or their podcasters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, instead of being like, Hey, you have free time, turn out content. I think everyone's kind of been, you know, understanding that these are all just, we're all kind of winging it and we're doing our best. Um, that's really all we can do. <laughs> like obviously trying to create content and keep people's minds off of things, but also like, you know, just trying to get through the day ourselves and realizing that, you know, we're people too. It's just, it's been really, really weird. Yeah. I um, was talking to Sean, our, um, the locked on NHL kind of head. And yeah. I was like, do you think it's okay if I do a collab with Nikki or one of the other hosts? Because we're both solo right now and it's hard. And he goes, Julia, literally anything is okay right now. <laughs> we're all just kind of, you know, we're all winging it. Like I said, we're just trying to we're all doing our best and, and I think like obviously for the listeners and people just being understanding and um, it's there's a lot of beauty in times like this as well that I think that we don't really appreciate 
And I think that kind of seeing like the world and our country come together and all the kind and the good that has come out of this is kind of beautiful. Um, seeing, you know, all of these athletes donating their own salaries and, you know, obviously there's CEOs of companies, the Bruins, um, who aren't doing the right thing, but like seeing all of these, even like, you know, CEOs of restaurants and companies who are giving up their entire salary to make sure that their workers are paying and, you know, just seeing kind of families having dinner together every night or, you know, people taking their dogs for long walks in the woods and just kind of getting back to these roots. I think it's, that's kind of some of the beauty to see and people being kind and patient with one another. And I hope that after all of this is done, because it will be done one day, it's not going to be like this forever. Um, I hope that some of that sticks. Um, but, you know, the way that society is, the kind of things go back to the way they were and we forget <laughs> so quickly um, how things could be. So I think, you know, there's been a little bit of beauty in all the trying times, but I just, I do miss hockey. <laughs> I, you couldn't have said it any better. There's definitely a lot of good that's coming out of this. Like on a smaller scale, there are people who I know you are at least, um, and my family's doing this too, where we're trying to support local businesses as much as we can. Yeah. And I think that's really great that these like people who can afford to do that are doing it. Like we're all coming together to support one another. And I think that's really great. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I've been doing that as well. I'm up here. Um, I was self-isolated in D.C. for 14 days before coming up to New Jersey um, by car. Um, my family is in the super south part of New Jersey, so there's really no cases down here. Um, it's crazy because when I say New Jersey, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like, so populated with cases. But there's only been, I think, five cases in my county and the two surrounding counties. Um, so we're in a super safe area, but I wanted to be with my family. Um, and now we're all, you know, self-isolating and quarantined in our houses here, but we've been supporting a ton of the local businesses. And I grew up in a very, very, very small town. I'm talking like no gas station, like one convenience store and one restaurant kind of town. So these small businesses are the backbone of our community. Like we wouldn't be anything without them. Like they're the ones that hold the fundraisers for, um, you know, the middle school football team and, uh, you know, that's where the Girl Scout troops stand outside and sell their cookies. So these are the, you know, companies that are the backbone, the pillar of our community. So it's been really nice to be able to support them. And um, I think everyone's just kind of doing the best they can. I've been like cash shopping my bartenders and stuff from back home that I love. And, um, you know, I'm not working right now, so I'm doing the best that I can. But I think that if, you know, while we're buying food and things that we need, it's good to buy them from these smaller or organizations and mom and pop shops because, you know, I don't know how those companies are going to be able to survive something like this, which is also really upsetting. I, uh, I completely agree. Um, now, not to just abruptly change the subject, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about more hockey. Um, I want to talk yeah. about our favorite players on each other's teams. because so I think that could be yeah. really interesting. Oh my gosh, that is a good one. Oh, yeah. Okay. You first. Okay. <laughs> I like love Nicholas Backstrom. Who doesn't? <laughs> I'd be like, who doesn't? That's a, he's just such a good guy, an underrated player, too. He totally is because he's always playing with Ovi, who like the media loves. And Backstrom's yeah. kind of like, he's just one of those down to earth players that you love to watch. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, he's great. I think when I went up to Pittsburgh last year, I went up to a Caps Friends game by myself. Um, and I was just being like the shit stirrer that I am. And I was asking Penn's fans, like, so is your favorite Caps player? Like, say one nice thing about a Caps player. And everyone chose that. I mean, everyone was like, you know, you can't say a bad thing about the guy. And these are people who like hate the Capitals. Um, so yeah, he's just such a great, <laughs> such a great dude. I really he don't is. think like there's anything negative to say. Um, I think yeah. for me on the Devils, I would have. This is like, it's not like this is a career devil or anything like that. But I love Connor Carrick. Just like he's a great guy. <laughs> um, he's just super sweet. He was one of my um like bigger interviews that I've gotten to do for Pucker Up. Um just like a really supportive dude. Um really supportive of women and hockey and um I think just like such a positive light within the NHL. Um so I love him and I love today. So <laughs> I love Connor Carrick. <laughs> I absolutely love him. He's so great. He's like such an advocate for mental health and self care, and he loves women's hockey. And he's just such a good person. I I think I talked about this recently, actually, just about Connor Carrick. Like he's just great. Becky and I talk about him all the time. (laughs) I literally like just don't know how anyone could dislike him. (laughs) Yeah, he's just so great, and he's so down to earth, and like. Um, I really like the way that he uses social media to connect with um, hockey fans. Um, I think he does it in a really selfless way where there's a lot of people in hockey and the hockey community who, yeah, they interact with fans and things of that nature, but I feel like it's more to promote themselves and promote their brand. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just different. Where I feel like Connor really does it to connect with people and to let them know, like, if they have someone to talk to, they have someone to relate to. Um, I think it's just really hard to find genuine people in the world in general I mean especially in professional sports um pro athletes usually don't have that uh persona so he's just he's great um he's just a really wonderful person and I love to see him thriving (laughs) you know um do you know the story of this his injury this year a little bit here yeah I'm not not as educated on it as I should be but he um, almost had to get his pinky amputated. Oh my gosh. How did I miss this? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he posted about it on social media. He's like, like it was no big deal. He was like, I almost had to get my pinky amputated. If I weren't an athlete, they would have done it. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> this is like back in like uh, beginning of the season, right? Like October? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. It's so crazy to me, like the stuff that hockey players like, just like oh yeah like by the way this happened like no biggie because my whole family they're really really big um basketball fans and my dad's company like they have tickets tickets a lot um and like the things that they'll like miss a game for compared to hockey is absolutely crazy it's like oh like out with like a sore toe like, i swear to you that was one of the days like <laughs> one of the players one day was like they have a sore like a big toe and like you can't play I'm like, what? Like, literally hockey players will, like, rip their finger off and then, like, stitch it up and come back out. (laughs) Exactly. It's insane. And I feel like we're so numb to it. Like, 
being such a part of like the hockey community and then like someone brings it up to you and you're like oh yeah like that's crazy (laughs) how did they do that like there are players that play I think it was Zach Hyman who played through like a torn MCL or something last season Uh during the playoffs it's like how do you even do that whenever I read about all of the um like injuries that players from playoffs like if I thought that I would even want to leave my bed like I'm such a baby <laughs> 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 I cannot imagine and it's also like one thing another positive of all this chaos going on is that a lot of these players are having time to heal so like yes. there's not many players playing through those crazy injuries I don't think um obviously you know people will still get injuries in the first round of playoffs and things like that but I think it'll be a lot less um but Okay, so now I have a few questions for you. Um, okay. Just about the Caps. So yeah. my first question, what's it like to have a winning team? <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, you're going to hate me and fans of teams that aren't doing well are going to be like, this girl is annoying. But I feel like, honestly, myself and a lot of other fans kind of take it for granted. Um we are very critical of the capital, the capital's fan base in general, because the capitals have been so good for, you know, the past 10 or so years now. Um, and, you know, obviously regulars have been good, playoffs are a whole different story. But I think that we kind of get a little bit spoiled. Um, and then when our team goes through jags of not playing the best, we get really frustrated. Um, I think it does kind of, I always need to kind of sit back and, and look at the standings. I know, like, I went on a huge tangent earlier in the year about, like, how disappointing this team was and that. And then I'm like, we're still on top of the Metro. Like, why am I complaining? Um, so I think it's definitely very different to be a fan of a team that is performing so well. Um, I mentioned basketball a couple minutes ago, and I'm a Sixers fan. And, like, so I grew up with the Sixers being very, very bad. <laughs> so, like, watching – that it's so different and like you know when you're watching a bad team you just you're you're looking for all of the bright spots and I think when you're watching a really well performing team you're critical of all of the bad spots so it's just it's very different um and I think also something that is really different is that I'm really excited about the playoffs every year where the regular season I'm kind of like oh this is just a formality which obviously it's not obviously anything can happen but I think, you know, most Capitals fans go into the season knowing we're most likely going to make the playoffs. It's yeah. just a matter of, you know, where the standings are, you know, what advantages are we going to have? Are we going to have home ice advantage? Or, you know, we're going to get that top seed. So you're just looking at every game so differently. And I think it's, in a way, and I, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Sometimes it's not as fun because you don't just sit back and enjoy a game. Like, I feel like when a team is struggling, you know, like, oh, they're in a rebuild and we have a lot of young talent and we have a lot of potential, but this is not our year. You can kind of just sit back and enjoy it and you don't get mad about a loss. You get really excited about a win. Um, and it kind of makes it a little bit more fun instead of stressful. I'm also just an overly stressed out sports fan, so I'm a psycho. Um, but at the end of the day, obviously, I'm glad that my team is doing well. 
Um, and I'm excited that we have a chance to win the cup, uh, not only this year, but I think we have another couple of years in the future that, you know, we really do have a good chance to win. Uh, we have a really solid team and a lot of guys that I don't think are going anywhere anytime super soon. So it's been good. <laughs> I'm going to throw the question back to you and ask, like, what is it like to be covering um, the stand of a team that is in a rebuild stage that is, you know, struggling um, and really not in a playoff spot? It can be really frustrating because you know that this team has so much potential that they're just not there yet and you want them to be there so bad and you want them to just do well and they just aren't. And it's like you have good players, like you have Nico Heashier and Kyle Palmieri and they're doing fine and Jasper Brett when he's in the lineup because they scratch him all the time for no reason, that's a whole other thing. When he's in the lineup, he's really, really good. And you have these players that are so good and Mackenzie Blackwood, who's just incredible on the net. And you just, they're all so young that the maturity just isn't there yet. And you just have to kind of sit back and realize that because otherwise you're just going to go crazy. It's weird. I feel like it's just, it's hard. It's so different. It's like very funny when doing like a collab with these two teams because they're just in such different spots. You know, I, I know. Like, and but it's you know take go in ten years from now and it'll be probably like a complete switch because you guys have all of this young talent um, and you are rebuilding and the Capitals are an older team and yeah, in the next you know three to five at the most years we're going to be pretty good, but you know, let's just face the fact that, like, the Capitals are older and our stars are getting older. Um, So we're going to kind of get into a place where they're going to start leaving and then we're going to be in a rebuild. But what sports are. So I think it's just being patient with your team, being loyal to your team and, uh, you know, seeing what happens. I think there's, you know, bright spots and negative spots in um, but Yeah, um... And I hate to bring this up, but I also don't because it kind of was great for us, but terrible for you guys. How does it feel to lose to a team that's under 25th in the standings twice this season? I don't understand what on earth. Actually, no, I don't even want to say I don't understand. I do understand. They don't show up for games. They feel like they don't have to show up for. Um, It happens all the time. I think it happens throughout the league too, really. I mean, like the Bruins with the Red Wings this year, like, right. Um, I think like these to a matchup and they're like, like we're going to win easily. And they just don't show up or they choose that game to kind of like rest and, you know, not be so aggressive. But obviously these teams that are, you know, younger guys and up and coming, they're looking at every game as, you know, we need to win it. Also, I think younger struggling teams when they play someone like Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby or Pasternak like they're they want to show up like these are guys they look up to and they want to like put on a good showing um so I think that that happens a lot where like younger guys will have these like huge standout games against like you know the Capitals and Ovi and they're like what the hell like where did that come from um but I don't get too down on that I kind of look I never the game and I'm like oh that's an easy win or like that's a must win um because I know the Capitals like 
they just don't win games like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. It gets frustrating when it gets to the end of the season and you're like, you know, one or two games out of first place. Then you're like, wow, you really should have won that game. Um, but all part of the sport makes it fun for the other teams who don't have, you know, I remember like when my team's struggling, how excited it is to win a game against like the best players in the league. So, yeah, I was actually at, I was at my boyfriend's when they played the Caps the first time they won, and uh-huh. I we were eating dinner and the TV's on in the other room and some like the announcer was like and they score. My boyfriend was like, "Don't you need to go check that?" And I was like, "It's probably just another Caps goal," but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just so like, oh, it was it was probably the Caps. Like, and they surprised us. They really did for those two games. Um, coming out with the win so that was pretty cool for us because we don't have that many lights in the season exactly and I feel like honestly like I mentioned I'm such an emotional sports fan that like I kind of feel bad for teams that are not doing well so I'm like oh there you go like you get that win (laughs) such a so emotional like I'm the one who gets like feels bad for the team that loses like the championship I'm like too empathetic as a human being but <laughs> um but yeah so I'm just kind of like okay it's fine the only teams that like I never feel bad for are literally probably just like the Penguins and uh, it's really just the Penguins like I don't like the Bruins um I don't but I think for me like yeah, the only team that I really hate is the Penguins oh and the Golden Knights but Ooh, I didn't know that yeah, I think it's just like the Ryan Reeves stuff. I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's like very, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, very immature, very unprofessional. Um, I don't know if like you remembered the whole like how he like, and obviously I know people don't like Tom Wilson either, but like he injured Tom Wilson on purpose and like was signing autographs over top of the injury. Yeah. And it was like, Tom Wilson had gotten a concussion from that hit. So I'm like, okay, like, that's not, um, obviously I know people have their issues with Wilson, but like, that's just a little bit too far with not like brag about giving someone a concussion. Yeah. Um, so I think after that, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't like you. And I think also like, obviously the Caps playing the Knights like for the cup kind of created a little bit of like this weird rivalry. Um, although I do love Mark andre Fleury, so I'll never speak poorly on him but <laughs> everyone else yeah. um yeah but otherwise I feel bad when you lose I'm a weirdo I am weirdo <laughs> okay well I think that's all we have time for today honestly um but yeah that's okay because I have a lot more for our next collab to talk about yeah it's so perfect I'm so excited it's like so nice being able to talk hockey with you <laughs> Nikki, where can people find you on Twitter? Yeah, so I'm at Nikki Giordano, G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O underscore. That's my personal. I also can find me at L-O underscore capitals. That's locked on caps Twitter. And you can find me at J-K underscore Kender, K-E-N-D-E-R, and locked on devils. Thank you guys so much for yeah <laughs> um, thank you for like this collab it was kind of fun um and we have more of these for you guys to look forward to so thanks so much for tuning in bye guys